Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. Amen. Praise the Lord. I am so excited this morning to start our new series, 50 Shades of They. Excited to share that with you. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 19. I'm going to be talking about characters in the Bible, so I'm not going to give you a lot of specific references, but I'm going to refer to a number of people that we all are familiar with in the Bible. And so uh, today as we start this series, excited about it, I believe that it's going to help you if you'll open your heart, open your mind, and open, uh, just, just be open to what God is prompting you to do. You know, I think it's important that as Christians that we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Amen. We ought to be sensitive to what God is prompting us to do. And, and in the area of relationships, I would say that it is vitally important that you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And so that's really what we're talking about through this series, Fifty Shades of They. We're talking about the right they and the wrong they. And so we're going to help you to define what those are and hopefully help you move the wrong they out and the right they in. Because we know that if we have the right they surrounding us in our lives, that that God can work through them in us to advance us both together to accomplish what he wills and desires for each and every one of us. And so we need the right day surrounding us. Somebody say amen. amen. All right, so I want to strongly encourage you through this series, bring somebody with you. Bring somebody with you, especially if you know someone who has just been uh, torn up through negative relationships, maybe some of the things that we're going to talk about over the next several weeks could help them. And so I believe it will. And so please bring someone with you, especially if they have a pattern of having the wrong day and the wrong influences in their lives. They need to be here because we're going to give them some tools and some things that will help them and help you as well to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves with the right people. This is going to be a great series largely because... Most of the material, at least half of the material, probably more, but I'm only giving credit for half. I have plagiarized from Ed Young Jr. and Fellowship Church and Grapevine. This is the only acknowledgement that I'm going to give to Ed Young Jr. throughout this series. But I have fulfilled all righteousness and have met all the requirements necessary to now freely plagiarize and take from someone else to give to you. And so that's how much I care about you. I'm willing to take from someone else. I am your Robin Hood. Amen? And so I am taking from them and giving to you. And so uh, it's going to be great. Whether you're talking about, listen, now whether you're talking about casual acquaintances or our closest friends, the people in our lives affect where we go and impact who we become. Let me say that again. Whether you're talking about casual acquaintances or you're talking about close people in your life, the people in our lives affect where we go and they impact who we become. Great relationships don't just happen. Great relationships don't just happen. To get the most out of them, we have to be intentional. And so we have to intentionally cultivate healthy relationships in our lives. We have to intentionally cull negative relationships in our lives. That doesn't just happen 
on its own, great relationships are cultivated. They are built. They are, they are, uh, they are harvested. And, and they're gathered. And so we've got to make sure that we're doing that. When it comes down to it, our lives are a reflection of who we surround ourselves with. Who we choose to be in a relationship with and allow to influence us. So our lives are a reflection of all that. Our lives are a reflection of who we surround ourselves with, who we let influence us, who we let uh, speak into us, who we let, uh, you know, just their spirit and just their, their way get around us. And so, you know, if you're around a negative Nellie and you're around a Downey uh, Deborah Downer, you know, uh, when you're around those people, guess what? You start getting negative. You start getting down. Why? They may not even say anything, but if they have that spirit about them and I'm hanging around with those kinds of people, that spirit kind of gets around me. And I don't want that in my life. I want the right things in my life. Amen. And so we have to choose what relationships. The key word here is choose because it is your choice. You get to choose who you're in relationship with. You don't believe me. You get to choose who you hang around with. You get to choose, well, I've been married to so-and-so for 25 years and I can't choose to be away from them. That's, a, that's another series for another time. That's men in, men in marriage. We're talking about just general relationships here. And so, listen, you get a choice of who you hang around with and who you let influence you. And so don't be afraid to choose wisely. Don't neglect to choose wisely. Don't neglect to make sure you're choosing the right people. And so help me pray this morning as I start our series and I preach the message, Choose. Father, I thank you today that you are here in this place, that your spirit has been with us through the worship, that God, you are here in every aspect of this service. And I pray, that God, right now as I get ready to communicate these principles, Father, and these, these understandings of the right day, and the wrong they, Father, that we would begin to move some stuff around in our lives. That, God, we would not, uh, not neglect to order and put things in the right place. Help us, Lord, to create distance from those that have negative impact on our lives. And help us, Lord, to close the gap between those who are positive influences on our lives and lead us down the path that you have chosen for us. Lord, I pray that you would bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me start with a question this morning. What did they influence you to do that you would not have done if they hadn't been around? What did they influence you to do that you would not have done if they had not been around? Whether it's good or bad. Well, they influenced me to climb to the top of Mount Everest. That's a good thing if that's what you intended to do. Well, they influenced me to get involved in this area and now I'm where I'm at today because of they. Whether it's good or bad, what did they influence you to do that you would not have done if they hadn't been around? So who is the they that is driving you? Who is the they that is pressing you? Who is the they that is leading you and being influential in your life? You have... Who have you chosen to let influence you? Because if you don't, you don't, like I said, it's intentional, our relationships, and you don't just drift into relationships. 
You don't just, you don't just find yourself in, in relationships. You don't just drift there. You're not just sucked into some vortex uh, of some connection with another person. That's not, how this, that's not how any of this works. We choose our friends. We choose the people that we're going to hang with. We choose the they in our lives, and we have to choose that they wisely. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 19, and this is from the Living Bible, it says this, it says a mirror reflects a man's face, but what he really is like is shown by the kinds of friends he chooses. Let me say it again. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like what he really is at his soul, what he really is internally, what he really is like when all the facade is pulled down is reflected in what? In the f- kinds of friends he, say it with me, chooses. So choose wisely. If we have the choice of defining who we are by our friends, then it means that we must choose wisely. You have the privilege you have the right to choose your friends. Now somebody's probably never told you that. And you've been forced to be in a relationship with some people that you would have never chosen your own and you tolerate them, you hang out with them only because you are expected to do so or you think you are obligated to do so. But you have the right and the privilege to choose who your friends are. Some of the people that I used to hang out with I don't hang out with anymore. Because our lives have gone in different places. I have chosen a different path than they have. And to hang out with them would have mean I'm choosing their path rather than choosing the one that God's leading me on. And so I have to decide who's going to be my close inner circle and who isn't. And so you have the right and privilege to choose your own friends. You also have the responsibility of choosing the right friends. Because let me tell you where they won't work is when you stand before God someday and he says, hey, give an account for your life, you can't start that conversation well by saying, hey, they, I would have done more for you, God, but they influenced me not to. I would have not been involved in this, but they, you understand? And so standing before God, they doesn't work. It's just me and it's God and all that other stuff is torn down and I have to give an account. So I have a responsibility here. A responsibility to choose the right friends. The Bible is very clear that God has chosen us. God chose each and every one of you. He picked you out. He chose you. He snatched you out of darkness. He chose you to be different from the world. He picked us for his team. I'm glad that I'm on God's team. Amen? Will you hand me that water? I am fighting a battle here this morning. Some of you praying that I'll lose my voice so I'll be short. I I see it. I see it. (laughs) I know what I'm dealing with. He picked us for his team. The Bible says that we are friends of God. And so he's chosen us. In society, we have decaffeinated, and nobody likes decaffeinated, right? I mean, you know, what is the point? (laughs) What is the point, really? I mean, you know, you take, the reason people drink coffee is, is for the caffeine in the coffee. 
the reason you drink a Coke is for the caffeine in the Coke. What kind of sissies are we when we are drinking diet caffeine-free Coke? I see a man drinking diet caffeine-free Coke. He's not the right day for me. You get in a fight, that guy ain't got your back, I'm telling you. He is a sissy of the highest degree. Leave the caffeine in it. But anyway, we have caffeinated the term friend. We have stripped it and gutted it and made it a shell of what it formerly meant. And largely social media is a part of that. You know, how many, how many friends do you have? How many friends do you have? I got 522 friends. I got 613 friends. I got 792. How many friends do you have? Well, how many real friends do you have? That's my question. I mean, how many people are going to be there for you when you're in the hospital? I mean, how many people are going to be there when, when the bank comes to take your house? I mean, who are you going to live with? Because you call them 792 people that's on your friends list on Facebook. Good luck. Good luck. How many followers do you have? How many followers do you have on Twitter? For those of you that may not know. It's gotten so pathetic with Twitter now that you can buy followers. You don't even have to get your own. <laughs> you, you can. You, you can buy followers. You can, I, I get these uh, friend, or these follows uh, every once in a while, and they're always, you know, get 27,000 new, new followers with just $3.99 or whatever. That's sad. They may not be following you because they want to, is all I'm saying. But we're talking about real friends and real relationships. We're talking about the right they for you. And so there's an old saying, uh, we've said it as youth pastors a million times, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. But I believe it's a true statement. You show me your acquaintances, you show me your friends, and I'll show you, I'll tell you where you're headed. I'll tell you where you're going to end up. I'll tell you where, where this road is going to lead to. Because why? Because our friends are a force in our lives. They are a huge force in our lives. Who we surround ourselves will, will determine where we go. Every one of us in this room are created for a relationship. We have uh, been created with voids that are only filled with relationship. First, there's a God gap, and we all understand that, I hope, that, that in, the, in each of us there is a God gap that can only be filled with a relationship with Him. We need a relationship with Him. We, we can't fill it with anything else. We have to have God to fill that particular gap in our lives. But, but we need also to understand that, that even though that relationship with God is, is critical, there's also a relationship with people around us that is equally critical, or, or not maybe equally critical, but just right up there with that that critical nature of our relationship with God. God has created some gaps in your life that can only be filled with people, with humanity. He's not going to fill it because He is choosing to work in your life and to fill that void through the relationships that we have with other people. Why does the Bible talk in great detail about who we hang out with, who we run with, who is our friends and who is an influence in our life? Because he's, there's a gap there. And we got to make sure that we're filling that not only with God, but also with the right people in our lives that God can work through to steer us and direct us. We were created for relationship. And so you got to have relationships, and you got to have good relationships. You know, I think this is where we often have trouble because I think 
Think about a swimming pool. Think about the analogy of a swimming pool. There's a shallow end and a deep end in most pools, right? But most people spend their time in the shallow end. Most people would rather hang out in the shallow end. I mean, in, in reality, we even make pools where there is a shallow end just so we can just chill out and hang out. And a lot of times that's the way we treat relationships. We spend all of our lives in the shallows instead of going into the deep end. Why? Because it's comfortable in the shallows. It, it's easy. There's no effort involved in the shallows. I mean, I can just sit there. I can relax. I don't have to put any effort. If I get out in the deep end, I'm having to kick. I'm having to struggle. I'm having to stay afloat. And so we spend a lot of our lives just living in the shallows of relationships instead of really going deep and building some deeper relationships. We go to Padre for camp. And uh, it's an awesome camp. And I'll tell you why. one of the reasons why it's an awesome camp. Because when you go into the water park, you have to put zero effort into the process. Zero. They have a lazy river that's, that goes all the way around the park. And get this, if you want to go down a slide, you don't even have to put any energy into going to the top of the slide. You just simply, while you're in the lazy river, you just float over to a little canal. The little canal takes you to a conveyor belt that conveys you all the way up to the top and drops you off. You never have to exert, you can go a zero calorie expulsion day. You never have to spend a calorie, not one. And so, I mean, it's like heaven. I mean... It's just a picture of what is to come. And so it's just amazing. But, but relationships require energy. They require effort. They require involvement. They require intentionality. And so how do I begin to choose the right day? That's the question. How do I begin to choose the right day? I think the first thing that we have to do is assess where we are right now with our current relationships. And to decide whether or not some of the relationships I have may be the wrong day. And some of them might be the right day. But here I'm going to give you a relational grid that kind of gives you three questions that you need to ask yourself when evaluating the they in your life and deciding whether or not they are the right they or the wrong they. And so here it is. Here's some questions. These will be good things for you to write down. The first is a question of affiliation. Okay, it's a, it's a, a question of affiliation. And here's the question. Who are they? Simple. Uh, who, who are they? I mean, when I talk about, when I say they, what did they influence me to do that I would not have done if they had not been in my life? Who is the they? Who am I talking about? Who's my inner circle? Who is my squad? They're slow. They're slow. Who is, who is my squad? Who is my group? Who is my, my inner circle? So who are they? You've got you to define that. Who is the they in my life? The second question is a question of participation. The first is a question of affiliation. The second is a question of participation. What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they involved in? What does their lives look like? What are, what are they doing with their time and with their energy? So what are they doing? Because here's the key to that is that we end up doing whatever they're doing. Let me say that again. We end up doing whatever they are doing. And so if you're around people that are doing things that are opposite of what you want to do, then you're around the wrong they. And if you don't change that, you'll be doing what they're doing. It's just a matter of time. 
Because they're going to influence you. They're going to weaken your resolve. And they're going to start to break you down. You can only hang out with the wrong people for so long before you start acting like the wrong people. Amen. The third question is a question of destination. Where are they going? So who are they? What are they doing? And where are they going? Are they going to church or are they going to the bar? Are they going down a pathway of success or are they going nowhere? Where are they going? Can I go with them? Because if I can't go with them, then I need to consider whether or not they're the right day for my life. The crowd you, listen to me, the crowd you run with is oftentimes the crowd that runs you. The crowd you run with is oftentimes the crowd that runs you. And so who do you want running you? Because that's who... That's what's going to happen if you run with the wrong folks. And I, I'll just stop here for a minute and I'm just going to talk about this. I, I think it's important that we don't hang on to friends just for posterity's sake. Well, I've always been friends with them. I know. But now you're here and they're there. And you're going to have to decide whether or not that gap is too far for you to bridge on a daily basis or if you need to let them go so you can continue to go on to the place you need to be. We sometimes hang on to friendships and relationships just because we feel guilty not to. We feel, we feel bound not to. We feel obligated not to. And listen, if someone is holding you back and keeping you back, if they can't celebrate you, if they can't be for you, if every time you have to guard your speech when you're around them because you're afraid they might criticize you for celebrating something that's going good in your life, then you might need to check whether or not they're the right they in your life. Yes, amen. amen, that's good preaching. It's good because it's true. It has to be deeper than that. Your relationships have to be deeper than that. Otherwise, you're just wasting too much time in the shallows. Get in the deep end. So why is it important that I define the right they versus the wrong they? Because the wrong they can get in the way of us seeing and choosing the right they. So many times the wrong they, just hanging around. Well, I, I, I'm just going to let them hang around because I don't want to be confrontational. I don't want to have to, uh, you know, distance myself and answer questions about that. Do you know that if you let the wrong they hang around you too closely that sometimes they can keep you from seeing the right day in your life? Because there are people that are trying to pull you to a higher place that won't hang around with those people that are trying to pull you to a lower place in life. And if they see that you're going to be influenced by them, they're not going to even try to influence you. And so they get in the way of us seeing the right day. And so here's my first point, my only point for the day. Aren't you glad? Don't let the wrong they get in the way. Simple. Don't let the wrong they get in the way. Don't let them block your success. Don't let them block your potential. Don't let them block your new relationships. Don't let them keep you from being who God has called you and asked you to be. Don't let the wrong they get in the way. And so many times we are reluctant to cut relationships and move on not because we ought to throw relationships away and treat them like they're just something that can be recycled and cast away. I'm not suggesting that. But I'm saying we have to, on a regular basis, evaluate whether the influences around us are positive or negative. And if they're negative and they're pulling us away from where God's trying to take us, then we have to cut them loose. 
God places the right they in our lives and if we don't move away from or swim away from the wrong they, we will miss them and get pulled in the wrong direction. God puts the right they in your life. He's got the right people around you. It may be seasonal. I've had people come into my life for a season to help me get over a, a place or, or just get over a new, new uh, hang-up or something like that that's just helped me to advance and then they've gone away. And that's okay. They, God will bring people in and bring people out of your life. And so we want to let that kind of happen. But they, we don't want the wrong people getting in the way. God places the right thing in our lives and if we don't move away from or swim away from them, then we'll miss them and we'll get pulled in the wrong direction. We have to get comfortable, church, with moving some stuff around. Get, how many of you, have, don't, don't raise your hand. How many of you have fixed your house 40 years ago and it still looks exactly the same today as it did 40 years ago? Other than the occasional junk you drag back into the house. New stuff, new junk. Why? Because we're not comfortable moving things around. We get a kind of a flow we get kind of a system. We get a style even that we like and we just kind of get stuck there, right? We stay there and we, and we get locked in. But we need to get comfortable with moving some stuff around in, in our lives. We need to get comfortable with moving some new relationships in and moving some old relationships out. So let's look at some biblical examples of the wrong they, right they kind of situations. Let's first look at Solomon. This is a, an example of a wrong they situation. In Ecclesiastes, Solomon is at the end of his life and he is realizing that he's kind of missed the boat. I mean, he's just, this life that he is now uh, looking back over is not at all what he intended for it to be. And he, he realizes now that there's just some things that have gone awry in his situation. But we know, if you go back and you read the story of Solomon, Solomon started out great. Solomon started out the best. I mean, he was wise enough as a kid... When God said, I'll give you anything you want, just ask me. And he says, I'm going to choose wisdom. God says, wow, because you chose wisdom, I'm giving you everything else too. And he was the smartest and the most wealthy person probably to ever walk the face of the earth. The Solomon. So he started out great. I mean, he had, a, he had a good start to life. But he had a problem. And this was his problem. Is he liked foreign women who served other gods. He had a lot of relationships in his life that were the wrong day kind of relationships. They served other gods. They, they were pagans. They had all these uh, rituals and all these things that began to pull him away from his true relationship with the one true God. And so even though he was smart, I feel like I could have helped him with this relational grid for evaluating relationships. I would have loved to sit down with Solomon and said, Now, Solomon, let's define who are they. Well, this one's from this country and this one's from this country. She serves this God and he serves this God and la-da-da-da-da. Okay, that's who they are. Now, now, what are they doing? Well, they're, they're serving other gods. They're involved in all these pagan rituals. They're, they're doing all this. Okay, let's go on to third. Where are they headed? Where are they going? Not to a good place. Is that the people you want to be in a relationship with? No. And so Solomon didn't stop long enough to evaluate those things. He just let people come into his life. He went after people that were the wrong they kind of people. And because of it, it began to pull him down. 
Solomon. What is their affiliation? What are they affiliated with? What are they participating in? What is their destination, Solomon? He didn't evaluate any of those things. Ecclesiastes 6.9 says, this towards the close of his life, he says, this is all vanity and grasping for the wind. Wow, what a depressing end to your life. It's all for nothing. My life has been wasted. My life is of no account. Solomon wasted 40 years of his life with the wrong they, and it takes the end of his life before he realizes that he's done that. It doesn't matter today whether you're 12, 22, 42, 72, or 92. There is no better time than right now to begin to cultivate right relationships and to cull wrong relationships in your life. He gives us a good reminder though. He does at least pass this nugget of wisdom on in Ecclesiastes 12.1. He says, remember God when you're young. What he's saying there is remember, remember to do it the right way. Learn to do things the right way as soon as possible. Remember the God of your youth. When he was a young man, he had the wisdom and the understanding to ask God what was truly valuable. I'm asking for wisdom. I'm asking you to direct my steps. But now that he's gotten older and he's gotten comfortable and he's been living too much life in the shallow end of the pool, he's let all these people come around him that now have taken him off the wrong path. Today is the day for us all to do something about the wrong they. Solomon let him get in the way. And even though he started out his life great, he ended it badly. He ended it down a bad road. Now let's look at Daniel. Daniel is an example of the right they kind of situation. He surrounded himself with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, guys that will stick with you through the fire. Right? They'll go through the fire with you. They'll stick with you. They don't drink decaffeinated Diet Cokes. These are people that are, that are in the fight with you. They need, the, they need the caffeine. You know what I mean? That, that, that's these people. Daniel, now listen, this is important because Daniel is in an ungodly place. Daniel is not in a church. Daniel is not in a Christian community. Daniel is in a pagan society called Babylon. They are heathens. They are pagans. They are worshiping other gods. And so he's in a bad environment. But he's still, even though he's in a bad environment, he's still surrounding himself with the right people. And so let me just end this idea that the enemy might throw in your face is that just because you're in a bad situation doesn't mean you can't have the right people in your life. Just because you're in a situation that seems ungodly and seems hopeless and even though you may be a captive of a situation does not mean you can't have the right day in your life. Daniel's proof of that. He chooses to associate with people and to affiliate himself with people that are doing what he is doing, that are headed where he is headed. He participates in the things that they are participating in that advances his relationship with God first and foremost. And his destination ends up being second only to the king of Babylon. He chose, chose to make sure that he had the right relationships. 
People overcome bad environments all the time. Do you hear me? People overcome bad environments all the time. You know what they do? They make movies about them. That's what they do. They make movies about them because it's an anomaly. But people can do it. They can overcome bad environments. Just because you're surrounded with a bunch of wrong people doesn't mean you have to be wrong and live wrong and do wrong. You can overcome those situations. Don't don't use that as a crutch. Don't use that as an excuse. Well, pastor, if you'd only known my situation. Pastor, if you'd only known what I've gone through. Pastor, if you'd only been where I'd been. Listen, Daniel's in a worse place you can be. He's a captive of a king of a devilish country. But he's still saying, I'm not defined by my circumstance. I'm defined by who God says I am. And so people overcome it. And the way they overcome it is because they surround themselves with the right people. The right people are in this house today. The right day for your life, at least some of them, are in this house today. And they're fighting for you today. I'm just saying that they may not all be in here. You may have to go out. I'm not saying that some of you are the wrong day. Wow. Daniel affiliated with the right day. He participated in the right things and his destination was the pinnacle of the kingdom. He didn't let the wrong day get in the way. Instead, he surrounded himself with the right day. Our emotional health is directly linked to the they in our lives. To the they in our lives. Some of you have family members that you need to distance yourself. That doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean that you're not going to call them on occasion, on their birthdays, on Christmas. But some of them are such a negative influence on your life that you never feel good about yourself when you're around them. That's a wrong they situation. And that's not what God wants for you. Amen. It's tied directly to the they in our lives. People either call for the best out of you or they call for the worst. The right they draws the best out of you and the wrong they draws the worst. Isn't it amazing how tragic stories often start with phrases like, well, I had these friends... Well, there was this girl. Well, there was this guy. Or, well, I was just hanging out with, and then... Most tragic stories start with something about that, about like that. Well, we were just... Who is the they that is influencing you? Tragedy, missteps, mistakes often start with the wrong they. So what did they influence you to do that you would not have done if they had not been around? Don't let the wrong they get in the way. Amber, would you come? So let me just ask you this this morning as I bring this to a close. So who are they? Who Who are they? What are they doing And where are they leading you? Because the they always holds some sway over our lives. 
they always hold some influence over our lives. And don't let the wrong they lead you the wrong way. Don't let them get in the way. Choose. 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 Choose the right they for your life and go deeper with those people. You need at least a few deep relationships. Would you stand with me across this place? We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burkrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the river.